is Prince of Asia? What are the top 10 hardest Winter Olympics? And what is K-pop? Welcome everyone, this is Travel Junkie, a podcast for travel enthusiasts. For the next seven weeks, we're going to talk about the Olympics and Korean culture, things like where to visit, what to eat, and how to stay warm. And when is it, you may ask? February 9th through the 25th, 2018. Get ready. My name is Carmen. And I'm Heidi. Well... Carmen and I taught English in Korea for a few years, and while we were there, we visited so many places and took as much culture in as we could, so we kind of feel qualified to share our adventures with you. I hope we're qualified. I don't know. (laughs) We ate a lot of Korean food, I can tell you that much, and it was pretty fun. If you are ever interested in teaching Korean, I mean, sorry, teaching English in Korea, (laughs) Let us know. I had a great time. Did you learn a lot there, Heidi, or did you have everything figured out when you hit the Korean soil? (laughs) No, we did not have everything figured out. In fact, we were kind of lost for the first, mm, what would you say, Carmen, like week and a half? I want to say the first day I was (laughs) panicking because we couldn't talk to our driver. That was so weird. We couldn't talk to our driver and we like had nowhere to eat. We didn't know how to order food. So we just had ramen (laughs) and eggs, ramen and seaweed packets that we bought at the convenience store in our hotel room. But we want to tell you that you don't have to live the life that we did. There's a better way to live over there. You can learn from our mistakes. Please do. So we wanted to talk a little bit about the Olympics and Korean culture, obviously, because the Olympics are being held in Pyeongchang. Pyeongchang. It's in the Gangwon province. And the the regular Olympics and the Paralympics is happening there. And so there is this ambassador and we'll talk about him in a little bit. But I wanted to know what the Paralympics, what does that qualifies you as a Paralympic athlete? And um, of course, some of them are like the muscle power. You may have a, you know, deteriorating muscle um, mass or range of movement or leg length difference and things like that. But I thought it was interesting that one of them was short stature. Uh, Wiki Wiki gave me this definition of short stature. Do you think, Heidi, I could qualify for the Paralympics? (laughs) I am quite short. Well, Carmen, you may be short, but I feel like you're not short enough. <laughs> I am. I am quite short. I I can fit in a suitcase. I can attest to that. That's true. We did that. That might have been how she got to Korea. That's not true at all, but maybe. Just poke some holes in there and I think I'll be just fine. So uh, the neat thing about this Olympics is that they obviously created the whole olympic i haven't i have not seen the the final village have you no i haven't from what i saw it was pretty neat i'm really excited to see what it ended up looking like but we actually went to ski resort next to it which was pretty exciting we did and i crashed into the side of the safety net because carmen left me on the ski slope by myself (laughs) hey it it was i mean i want to say that i um i was pretty good I was I was pretty good. I'm sorry I left you behind. It, it I mean all the snow there it was all man-made. 
I was just really cold. It, it, it wasn't ever like, was it all man-made? Real. <laughs> I think real is the word you're looking for. I know, but like it, it was created by a machine, w- weren't they? Um, I do believe most of it was. There might have been a small amount because I think it did snow yeah. close to when we went, but not heavy enough. Well, I had a good time. And then I also bought all of my um, pants and everything at... Um, Costco because they were like the cheapest that I could get but it was pretty awesome I had yellow I guess it was snowboarding pants I was pretty pretty amazing but then every other Korean had yellow (laughs) snowboarding pants too yeah it's really hard to pick out people when they all you can see are yellow pants is really like their eyeballs but you can't even see their eyeballs because you have the ski glasses on so I know. So we have this ambassador of K-pop. Hello, hello. Heidi, who is he? He is pretty amazing. Oh, I'm so glad you asked because he's my favorite. We're talking about John Gun Salk, who Carmen and I actually got to see in concert. It was wonderful. He flew through the sky. There was glitter. There was fireworks. There was angel wings. And... <laughs> There were angel wings, and that's why he is Asia's prince. He was asked to be the ambassador of the Winter Olympics and the Paralympics, as well as the host of Gangwon Province. And he will be sharing all about Korea and the Olympics throughout Japan and China while he's on tour next year um, in the early months before the Olympics. I I can't believe that just a mascot, because... If anybody knows anything about festivals overseas or has been to Salesforce, which is a online app for a lot of businesses. And then WordPress, I went to WordPress conference recently and they had like these little mascots, like Asian culture loves these mascots. And so I'm just surprised that those weren't enough. They still had to have like this K-pop singer as their ambassador. They had to have an ambassador. Yes, there are... Yes, there are two mascots for the Olympics. We have a white tiger and the white tiger's name, very cute little white tiger, whose name is Suharang. And then we also have... What does that mean? Well, it's a white tiger because white tigers are considered to be Korea's guardian animal. Um, The name Suho means protection in Korean. And then Rang comes from... The letter Horangi, the Korean word for tiger. So it's like protection tiger. Protection tiger. And then our second mascot is Bandabi, who is a black bear. Oh, white and black, yin and yang. That's very true. They are very active. They have been promoting the Olympics for quite some time. Oh, they've been promoting, like they've been touring around the the world. Yeah, they have an Instagram. Oh, really? Yes. When you go onto the Pyongyang 2018 Instagram page, they are stirring up some Olympic trouble. There's all kinds of stuff that you can buy of these little creatures, but they have an Instagram too. That's cool. That's awesome. And guess what, Carmen? You can also find these mascots on Cacao Talk as emoticons. I think I'm going to have to go download that. Oh, wow. So I can send you Olympic cacao 
animations. Nice. So if anybody knows anything about Kakao Talk, Kakao Talk is a chatting app that you can have on your phone that works like Facebook Messenger, but you have to have a phone number that it's connected to the phone number, right, Heidi? Mm-hmm. And you can go to kakaotalk.com or on your phone. It's K-A-K-A-O talk, T-A-L-K. Talk. And um, we use it for everything. The only thing that I don't like about it is that I had a lot of friends that changed phone numbers and then my contact with them would just vanish. And so I was like, no, what happened to... I know, that's so sad. So-and-so because they they would change numbers, which is really interesting because here in the US, I still have my phone number since I was in college or high school. And I've been able to transfer my number every single time I change a provider, which has happened a lot <laughs> recently, but that is so cool. So we have Jungun Sok, our Asia Prince. And you might wonder why people call him Asia Prince, or some people say Prince of Asia. And so he kind of got that term because he's so popular among all the Asian um, countries. So like he's really popular in Japan. Actually, Carmen, you remember we saw him on magazine covers while we're in Japan. I know it's pretty insane. I feel like all the Koreans followed us there too. Like everybody goes on vacation at the same time. And then we see all our K-pop people all over the Japanese kiosks, I guess. <laughs> yes. And so another reason that they chose him, I think, is because not only are the Winter Olympics in Korea in 2018, but then in two- 2020, they'll be in Tokyo. And then 2022, they'll be in Beijing. Uh, so it's a nice way to combine all the Asian countries to really support. Yeah, the that's Olympics. what that's what I thought, because like the next Winter Olympics is going to be in ba- uh, wait, where Beijing again, Tokyo, Tokyo. No, no. Uh, Summer is going to be Tokyo. 2020 is in Tokyo and 2022 is oh, in OK. Beijing. Gotcha. That's crazy. Just a side note, uh, the cool thing about that is that it's getting a huge publicity for Asian countries uh, for traveling and things like that. But what I don't like about it is that then they skyrocket their prices so high because when we went to Beijing, you know, because they had the Summer Olympics previously. And so the prices were so high, they would just look at you and be like, oh, she's white. Let's double that price. And it's like. Are you serious? So you need to walk around with an Asian friend. That's the key. And they will get your price down. Because, I mean, it was you and me. We're both blonde. You're more blonde than I am. I'm more brunette, I guess, now. And then we were with our friend Millar, who was a white dude with dark brown hair. And, like, we stood out like a sore thumb. It was pretty, pretty upsetting. Like, they, they didn't really haggle very well with us. So it's okay. I know they're making a living, but... I just don't like it when they know that normal, I guess, foreigners will pay triple the price than what something really costs. So that's true. Someone tried to sell me a Dolce & Cabana sweater for like $400. What? Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. Well, back on topic. Jangun Sulk, if you are a fan as, as, as much as I am, you'll be happy to know that not only is he he the ambassador and he'll be sharing all about the Olympics while he's in Asia, 
He also is purchasing 2018 tickets and he's going to invite 2018 fans to attend the Olympics with him. What? Are you serious? I'm dead serious. So if you want to attend the Olympics with John Gunsulk, Corman, I need you to do this for me. You need to go out there and try to find out how you get invited because he's going to take 2018 fans with him to watch the Olympics. Whoa. You know, I'm, I'm just really surprised that um, Rain has, I mean, he's done with his military service and he's not as popular as John Gunsuk. Yeah, but John Gunsuk is just so pretty. Is he back on the radar? He's so pretty. A lot of Asian men are very handsome slash gorgeous. So I guess. <laughs> slash gorgeous. I like how you threw that in there. I am married. And I do love my husband, but (laughs) so I want to play a little game or is there any more information about this ambassador of Korea or for the uh, Winter Olympics? No, I think that sums it up for right now. I'm excited to see how he promotes it and we'll look forward to seeing where he takes the Olympics. Is he going to give face masks? Because that's what we got at his concert, right? On the back of our chair. That's true. We snail. got the snail mask. Snail apparently um, face masks were very popular then. They're still popular. Are you In serious? Fact, someone gave me one as a Christmas gift. Oh, fun, fun. We've done face masks before, but my hand, my face is always so greasy that I'm sorry. TMI, TMI, but I've used face masks and it doesn't seem to help me. So. So, K-pop. What is K-pop? Oh, K-pop. We've been talking about it. Well, it's only the best thing to ever hit this earth. Are you sure? Just kidding. I know there's a lot of people (laughs) out there who would disagree, but then there was probably 14,000 little teenage girls screaming, yes! So, K-pop is basically like Korean pop music, but it consists of like electronic and hip-hop and rock and R&B, and it just originated in South Korea. And so, K-pop has a lot of like boy bands and girl bands, you'll see. And it's basically just amazing. Quick, Carmen, who's your favorite K-pop band? It's going to have to be SS501. Oh, taking it old school to SS501. They're not even around anymore. I know. But they didn't last very long, but I really like that band for some reason. Yes, that was actually the first band that we were into. I know, I the know. The K-pop band. But I'm going to have to stick to my traditional Big Bang with G-Dragon. <laughs> He's really short though, Heidi. Who we also saw in concert. He's very short. I do want to say, though, a lot of people might think, okay, K-pop is Gangnam Style, which, yes, it's it's a Korean song, Korean artist that lives in South Korea. But Gangnam Style did become huge while we were in Korea. But he is more of like an old... Opa, Gangnam Style. Yeah, but he is more of a, an old school guy that kind of is fading out, but he's kind of still popular with the older crowd. Is that correct? Um, he's just more ballad driven from what I understood. Yeah, yeah. So he's not real young. So whenever we say K-pop, probably will be, pe- well, I mean, I guess it'll be singers that are in their 20s slash early 30s at max. Yeah, but I don't think there's an age limit on K-pop. I think like 
Korean singers and actors start so young to come up and become famous. They have to start at a really young age. Yeah, that's very true. Are you up for a game? Ooh, I like games. Okay, it'll just take a second, and then we have a last segment before the end of our podcast. The game is name those K-pop singing groups. So we wanted to show you there are lots of Korean singing groups. I don't remember. I'm going to have to get back on my game because I don't know very many right now. But let's see how many we can name in a minute. So are you ready, Heidi? Oh, okay. So what are the rules? We just have to name as many K-pop artists. Uh, no, we'll go back and forth. Sorry. And once you're stumped, uh, the person doesn't get stumped wins. Okay. Are you ready? I feel like I could beat you on this one. So the oldest goes first. Go. Oh, is that me? Okay. Well, I'm going to go with the most popular these days, BTS. Uh, Dragon G or G Dragon. Sorry. <laughs> oh, dear. 21. Uh, Big Bang. Okay. You just used G Dragon and Big Bang. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> EXO. Uh, Next Generation? Is that one? No. Generation is one, but what's the first word? I don't know. Man, I suck at this. <laughs> SS501. Shiny. Hey, Young. That is not a group. 2 p.m. But you also have 2 a.m. Do I win? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to fix yours. And it was Girls Generation. Actually, um, I just listened to there is such thing as a K-pop mashup, which you should check out on YouTube. You can find them. They're all over the place. And they will highlight the top 40 songs or top 30 songs of the year. And literally, I just watched the one for 2017. And I did not recognize any of them except for BTS. I felt so lost. I was like, what? Well, and 21 is, was in there, which is 2-N-E-1, not to be confused with the number 21. Yeah, I, w- I was pretty confused. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get back on my game. We wanted to go over the 21 hardest Winter Olympics. There's an article by USA Today. We're not going to go over all of them, so you can take the check out the show notes but 21, they're all really hard, everyone. They're all very hard. Uh, but we wanted to go over top 10. Some of these I've never even heard of. 10. Cross-country skiing, which obviously you just take your long skis and you go across a snowy countryside and you just keep going until you finish your lap. 9. The biathlon. See, that's the one I've never heard of. It's basically cross-country with the stress of firing a loaded weapon. See, loaded weapon and cross-country just don't seem to go together. Well, that's why it's really tough. The bad thing about it is that it's like you're running a marathon and then you're stopping to shoot a gun and your heart rate is going up so fast that then you have to... And there's different positions too. I forgot about that. There's one that's standing, one on your belly. And so do it at different angles. It's pretty intense. But I've watched that one before. It's a very slow sport, but it's pretty cool whenever you see them fire. I think normally they just show you them firing. <laughs> Eight. So you've you've never heard of this, Heidi? Luge? Yes, I have. I just always want to pronounce it wrong. The luge. 
But I, it looks like it would be a lot of fun, except frightening at the same time. I don't think you can really see very well. You're just on this board and you're just going really fast. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's pretty intense, man. Seven. A skeleton. You do feet first for luge, head first for skeleton. And just recently, they've made it available for women to do. And the luge is can be two people and the skeleton can only be one. You said that they were terrifying. Yes, they are. I think it'd be fun. Now, I've been bobsledding before, and it I don't know how many Gs. I'll have to look it up, but it was it was pretty bad, man. It was pretty bad. It was exciting. Six. Swallum skiing. I believe that's how you pronounce it. We must pronounce all these. Man, we are not the experts for this podcast. <laughs> I'm good with that. So it's basically going down. You just dodge the markers. Five. The slope style, which is the stunt one. Four. Aerials, which is number four. Yeah, so those are very difficult. Three. Downhill skiing. I do like watching this, um, but it could be really dangerous because you're going down an icy mountain at 80 miles an hour, hoping not to hit the flags and swerving in and out of them and then having to stop by the time you get down the mountain. I think it's interesting that on the USA Today article, they also have someone crashing and falling off the, the course, which reminds me of Cool Runnings where he's like, and this is the bobsled. And he's trying to recruit these guys. And he purposely got like the most terrifying bobsledding PSA to not bobsled video. And so he's like... Everybody's crashing and dying. And then, you know, then you end up with the four that are like, we still want to do it. Two. Ski jumping, which is, yes, it looks like a lot of fun, but I wouldn't do it. But I will also say that there has been some, this is sad to say, but you know, you don't want anybody to get hurt. But at the same time, it's it's somewhat entertaining. I, I do know that you have to be of a, certain stature I think and you have to be very lightweight but I, I've always been confused about that because you have to be I thought you had to be heavier so you can go down faster I could be totally wrong well I think you'd be lighter you'd fly easier one that brings us to our number one most dangerous difficult Olympic sport which is the Nordic combined, which is basically taking the cross-country skiing and the ski jumping and combining it into one sport. This just sounds exhausting. It sounds exhausting. Like we said, the Olympics is in Pyeongchang, which is on the northeast side of Korea. It's like totally east of Seoul, like a straight shot, but it's very cold. Um, and it's actually three hours from Seoul. So if you are going to the Olympics, you're going to have to get, because you're only going to be able to fly into Seoul, Incheon. Gimpo? Gimpo Airport? Probably. Unless you're flying from like Japan or China. But it's going to take you three hours from Seoul. Well, did you look at the KTX travel plan? It's three hours? Yeah. I've heard, yeah, KTX is getting booked up too. I know. They went on a sale recently. I saw on their website. There's a sale for KTX, which is the high rail system for Korea. They can go as high as 190 miles per hour, which is 105 kilometers per hour. That's the high high speed train in South Korea. Yes. Well, Carmen, I have a trivia question for you. How many slopes is there going to be at the Pyeongchang Olympics? One. 
one. <laughs> oh, with all those sports, they're only going to use one slope. Um, I, okay, ten. Ten slopes. Oh, ten. Do we think she's right? No. Oh, 28. Wow. 28 There's slopes. Be 28 slopes, 14 ski lifts, and one gondola. Wow. Yeah. They, That's they crazy. come from Rainbow Paradise Course, which is called the Dragon Zone. You've got the 5.6 kilometer long slope at 5,600 meters, which is the second longest slope in the country. Isn't that crazy? So, I won't be skiing that weekend. All right. Well, this concludes our week for Travel Junkie. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week. Check us out at nextstopchannel.com and our Instagram at nextstopchannel. Merry Christmas, sir. Santa! Santa!